You're tuned in to the Big Shiny Podcast. You can find new episodes every week on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you like what you hear, make sure to rate us on iTunes and tell your friends. Hey guys, this is Tom. What's up guys, this is Kylie. This is Nick. Hey, this is Lucas. And this is Tyson. You're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. about comics fucking tom recording recording talking mm-hmm. about all our old person stuff mm-hmm. 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 all right so we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about comics and stuff um <laughs> which i haven't read no i i we tom and i talked about this bebop and rocksteady destroy the world comic because i was catching up i got a bunch of old like the tales of tmnt right and i hadn't started reading those yet and i was gonna try to start catching up on the idw series but then this came out and it's, it's basically just like it, they're time traveling and ruining things right yep that's what it sounds like in the i love the artwork yeah it's oh i didn't see that issue two was out i need to go buy that yep issue two's out was that this week it came out mm-hmm. oh, okay that's why i didn't buy it yep yeah the you've been on a tmnt kick too mm-hmm. i need to catch up on the series you lapped me yeah i've watched uh i think i'm almost completely caught up I'm not sure how far behind I am. I, there's like maybe three or four episodes I haven't watched. Such a good series, and all the pop culture references are really well done. Yeah, the and one not like too obnoxious. Yeah, they're not super obnoxious. The one where they are jumping dimensions and they jump into the '80s cartoon dimension. I haven't seen that. And one then they too. jump into the original comic book dimension. Oh, really? That's yeah. Awesome. And the art's super cool in it, and in like the original comic turtles are super menacing and creepy <laughs> and they don't speak at all right and they just like pull out their weapons just <laughs> and they're just like we gotta get out of here and they talk about how weird the world feels like it's in 2d <laughs> and they make the same jokes about the 80s cartoon when the 80s cartoon turtles jump into the now turtles cartoon they're like I feel more real. I feel weird. And they look really weird, too. It's pretty great. That was a really well-done episode. Off the, I mean, I downloaded them all. I should probably... Yeah, that's how I watched them all. You should probably do that. I would just, a fun series. In the mornings, I'd just drink coffee and throw that on. Or like when I work from home, it would just kind of be on in the background. You'll dig the IDW series if you jump into that. Yeah, it's really good. Because it's completely different than the cartoon. So you're getting another kind of story. It's not like you're being retold the same thing. Yep. I'm like two issues behind on that right now. But where I when I left off, it was really awesome. I'm oh, man, I'm so behind. Like Donatello getting his body back was like the last I read. Well, you're not that far behind then. You're only like six issues. Yeah. That's so like half a year? I, yeah, well, right, but I mean... I, <laughs> well, yeah, like in time I mean, to sit down and read it an hour and a half. Like, yeah, right? It's not very much time at all. So did you like the uh, Bebop and Rock Study? I haven't gotten a chance to read yeah, it Yeah, so I like it. I mean, the art's really fun. It's kind yeah, like, of like um, like Saturday, like Sunday morning funny style, like newspaper-y, I think. It's kind um, of goofy. It's, and... it's better. It's better than that, but it's kind of that same idea. Um, I really liked it. It's The story is super funny, so the basis of it is... The turtles are breaking into a museum for some reason, and there are these two skeletons on display, and they're Bebop and Rocksteady skeletons that have been unearthed <laughs> in, like, an exhibit. <laughs> and so, like, how the fuck did these guys get here, basically? Um, it's got a lot of, like, fourth wall breaking stuff where 
you'll have one of them like like Michelangelo will like turn to the thing and like explain something, monologuing it, and oh, that's fun. Um, there's a Time Lord girl in it that I don't recognize from the Turtle series. Um, oh, the uh, what is her name? Renee, I think. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. she's from the original comic series. Okay, so yeah, Renee's and she's in, in the cartoon it. too. Yeah, she is. I I caught up and saw, and I was okay. like, "What?" It's the Turtle series takes like this hard left turn, and it gets super awesome in sci-fi, mm-hmm. and it's great. And so this is this is definitely doing that, and they're they're trying to figure out there's some like crazy time lord who's got like a crazy exoskeleton mutant thing that's like fucking shit up, and somehow Bebop and Rocksteady accidentally go back in time and start fucking shit up nice but it's very tongue-in-cheek it's super funny like they know they're being silly and so okay yeah i recognize this chick from the the show which she was actually really cool in the show and i think i think michelangelo's in love with her one of them's in love with her he's totally got the hots for it in the comic series the original one it was similar and she helped them jump from time to time and that's actually when uh because the Ninja Turtles crossed over with a lot of important properties back then. And Cerebus, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Cerebus, but uh, Dave Sim, he was a big deal. So during the time hopping is one of the times they cross over. Okay. That makes sense. That's a good way to do that. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And this one's kind of fun because, like, they kind of Doctor Who it a little bit, like, where she keeps saying, like, they keep telling her about adventures they've had together. Like, yeah, don't you remember this? Oh, and, and she's like, she's that like, hasn't happened to me yet. Yeah, she, exactly. That kind of stuff. Like, oh, I don't, that must not have happened yet. Or I must not, like, this version of me must not have seen that yet or something like that. And it's pretty fun. The art's really cool. And I, I mean, Bebop and Rocksteady are perfectly written as Bebop and Rocksteady. Nice. Like, they're just great. Wasn't it? Didn't one of you guys say you wanted to talk about Bebop? Wasn't you said that, Lucas? Well, I saw the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was going to mention just, yeah, Bebop and Rocksteady in the movie. Like, I went into the movie. I didn't care for the first one at all. Um, and I tried to be, like, you know. Objective. And with this one, uh, it's very much a kid's movie. So I'm, anybody that goes into it and starts bitching about, like, the science behind just the nonsense. Like, the, the Technodrome's coming through this portal towards oh, the okay. end. And Donatello scans a piece of it. And from that, he gets information that Krang is their leader and that it's going to turn into this big thing. But it's like, that's the, the cartoon. Like, yeah. It's exposition. Like, you just... Yeah. It's, it's you need a way thing. to tell the kids what's happening. And, yeah, it's like... It's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. It's for us, too, but it's for kids. and Totally. It's Yeah, people yeah. get so upset. And I'm like, it's a fucking movie. Shut and the, watch it. The things they hit on on this one that didn't work in the first one, like, is trying to be objective as I could. Uh, the voice actors are much better. Like, Johnny Knoxville's not back. As much yeah. as I love the guy, he's not a voice actor. The animation's much better. The humor is m- more fun and less... Uh, it felt like they were trying to be more kind of serious, but not... Um, too serious for the first one so it was like this weird whereas this is just all out goofy especially by the time bebop and rocksteady show up and there's like the normally this kind of stuff you know it's kind of over the top but in there's a sequence where they're on an airplane um and bebop and rocksteady get in a fight with the turtles and they're all on the same plane and there's a tank in the plane of course (laughs) and so rocksteady gets in the tank and starts shooting through the plane and like kills the pilots and blows off the front of the plane and it's it's just stupid fun uh, and that, I thought it was a good time. That's how Bebop and Rocksteady would fight, though. Like, in all the comics, that's what they do. Like, oh, we're losing this fight. Let's just bring this building down on top of the turtles instead, right? And then yeah. it backfires. Like, that's... Exactly. Yeah. So, I, I would say anybody that likes Ninja Turtles, if you wanted to, go check out the film. It was pretty fun. Uh, Megan Fox is still... I don't know. She's not in it as much. Uh, the guy that plays Casey Jones is awesome. Oh, He's Arrow. so funny. Yeah, he's well, really funny in it. Good that he's good in that since Arrow knows diving is a terrible TV show now. Yeah, he can he can live his career as a uh, Ninja Turtles guy 
And it, they set it up for sequels. Of course. But it's very, like... Well, and I think this might be a summer of, like, fan favorites and not critically acclaimed movies, right? Because mm-hmm. X-Men seemed very much that way, and I haven't seen it. X-Men was an X-Men movie. Like, I, none of them has been good. Like, X2 was the best one. I would agree with that. the rest of them are... X-Men stories not done well hmm. and I really liked Days of Future Past though. Yeah, those those ones were better. Um the first class and Days of Future Past were better, but Brian Singer is just not a good director. And I think that like um War- the Warcraft movie like all of the critic reviews are like dead last, like the worst fucking movie you've ever seen, but all of the user reviews are like awesome. You should check it out cuz I've I, heard that I compared really to like Battlefield wanna. Earth like the worst movie of all time. See, I've never seen Battlefield Earth because it looked like the worst movie of all time. Because you're not so, a Scientologist. Yeah. And that, yeah. That, but yeah, I, I, just, I wanted to see it, but I just haven't yet. And I I was going to go by myself yesterday, but going to a theater alone feels weird. So see, I, I love going to movies by myself. Yeah, I, just, I don't have to wait on anybody. I do my own thing. I, I thought about it. Yeah. I, I felt like Tom. I wanted to. like During the divorce, I was like, there's all these movies I want to see, but I just couldn't bring myself to... Yeah. To make the time to go do that? Do it all the time. Well, in like X-Men, I would have gone and seen by myself if Rebecca hadn't wanted to go. Like Rebecca and I were like, well, everybody we know is gone. Emily was gone. Andrew was gone. They're both in Vegas, oddly enough. Oh, and, really? Yeah, he was at a bachelor party and Emily was down at her sister's place. And we were just like, eh, let's go see it. And so, yeah, we went and saw that together. And I just, I don't know. I'm always fine to go see a movie alone if I have time. When, before you and Chris uh worked there i would just like if there's a movie like that that came out i would just walk over on my own the movie theaters next door to the office screw it a bad idea you guys should check out uh the lobster we went and saw that inadvertently with rebecca while we're just discussing movies and um it's so weird it's really funny and i've never seen a movie pull off bizarre dry humor that well i feel like i need to call rebecca out you guys go see movies with her. You <laughs> podcasted with her. See, and I think Danielle set it up because I wasn't planning on Rebecca being there. It's like, oh, Rebecca's going to be there tonight. Is this girl following me around? Why is Rebecca Probably. stalking us? She's a stalker. Definitely. Rebecca, what are I you doing? I don't need that in my life. No. You don't? Um, you what's don't that, that other? Did you go see Nice Guys? Yeah. Was nice Guys was so funny. I forgot it came out. I um, Some people were saying, because uh, Shane Black, the yeah. Iron Man 3... Lethal Weapon movies. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, and I can't remember if he was... It doesn't matter, but yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is still my favorite of the movies he's done, Um, but this was right on par. Ryan Gosling is hilarious. Uh, I didn't know he had the the comedy chops that he does, but he's really funny. He's a funny guy. Um, And I don't want to talk about it too much because so much of it is, you know, finding out the... Because it's like a detective story. Yeah, and you don't want to talk about the plot of that. But it's I, the, what I can say is it takes place like during the seventies at uh, Christmas. I bet. Uh, part of it is, yeah, it's a Shane Black movie. Yeah, it's, and I was waiting. It's because that when that finally happens, I'm like, okay, here it is. Here's the, okay, I can stop like uh, watching Sam Raimi movies and waiting for the car or waiting for different waiting cameos for Ted to show up or yeah, uh, Bruce. So this seventies and there's uh, it's like the pornography and just the culture of that. It's so funny. It's That's so awesome. goddamn funny. Cool. Um, speaking of the seventies. Preacher, that first the beginning of the first episode, yeah. When it's all seventy style, I was like, "What the? F- what is this?" And I was like, <laughs> "All right, I like this. I'm down. This show's awesome." Oh, totally. And you had uh, Willie Nelson kicking you into it. Yeah, Willie Nelson. They've done Johnny Cash twice now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a good soundtrack. Like it's got all the stuff that's like almost country, but not really. Like right, just not bad music. And the witty pop culture references. Yep. That. 
were at the time for Preacher back with the, the trade paperback, I felt like they've taken the spirit of that with the pop culture references they're doing now, like the Tom Cruise exploding. Oh, my God. It was so great. Um, for those that aren't in the know about Preacher, Preacher, the comic series, uh, the TV series we're still pretty fresh into, but the, the comic series is about this uh, demon and an angel have sex and they have uh, a child that's Genesis, and Genesis has all the power and knowledge of God, and it leaves and escapes from God when he goes on hiatus and it finds Jesse Custer and forms with him and gives him all the power and knowledge of God. And he decides based off of this, that God's left all these people stranded. So he wants to track down God and make him answer for all these unanswered prayers and him, you know, creating man and leaving us to our own devices. So that's, that's the comic book in a nutshell, but it seems like the TV series is doing a slow burn with that. Like the, the, right, like the God stuff hasn't really come in. They've, they've dropped some hints. Like Jesse, like somebody asked like uh, something about like if praying is worth it or whatever. And Jesse Custer says, I mean, you can pray, but God's not listening or something like well, that. Arsface said that, yeah, yeah, he's talked to God and he stopped talking to him because he stopped replying. Yep. Oh, hi, Daisy. So I think that's a, <laughs> but I, I've dug that slow burn and I've dug how they've, started mixing up the stories we got the saint of killers backstory a little bit at the yeah. beginning of the second episode yeah i so i read the trade the first trade maybe the first two years ago like when we first met mm-hmm. so that was a while ago and i barely remember them i remember it being kind of a fucked up comic to start and but yeah i was just like i i vaguely remember any of this so i was just i have no idea what's going to happen so that that kind of yeah. like flashback stuff at the beginning i'm like what <laughs> what's happening right now what is this story but i like that they're just kind of piecing it together when i like too that they're layering it on pretty quick uh i mean in the first episode you have jesse and his story is pretty straightforward you know it's this preacher dude that's not a great preacher and you get that he's got a sordid past um and then they're like all right we're gonna be in an airplane now and we're gonna introduce this character that you now may realize as a vampire i love that guy <laughs> he's great that i love so that actor good. and then we're gonna introduce Arseface and they're doing similar with this second episode and then tulip in the first one and being a complete badass and taking down a helicopter with a homemade bazooka, you know? Right. Yeah. That was awesome. And the kids helped her build it. That's all the characters are really interesting. Yep. And I, the fight scenes are really great. Like the few fight scenes you mm-hmm. see, like the fight scene in the church in episode two is <laughs> so, so oh my God. It's so like, and the chainsaw like dragging across. Yeah. The- <laughs> He's like, no, no. yeah, that yeah. was great. I, yeah, the Cassidy character is great. I only know that guy from misfits. Uh, Did you ever watch Misfits? No. Okay, it's on Hulu. Go watch two seasons, maybe three. So it was a really, really great show. Okay. It's about these kids that get superpowers, and they're all in uh, juvenile detention. Like They're not juvie. They're doing uh, community service. Hmm. And it's Ramsey Bolton, and Cassidy shows up like three seasons in. So they have all these characters, and they do like one or two seasons, and then everybody starts leaving. And oh. getting different jobs, and that guy is a replacement, and he is, uh, his power is like there's two of him, and the other one that comes out's a real piece of shit, and <laughs> yeah, I I never kept up with it because yeah, you'd watch a season, then you come back for the next season, and it's different characters. That's weird. And, That's yeah, it's just everybody kept quitting, but it's go watch at least the first two seasons. What's it called again? Misfits. Misfits. Yeah, that sounds That's really a, funny, dude. Yeah, I. That's a great show. I think you'll like it. It's on Hulu. Like it was a Hulu original. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hopefully better than the eleven twenty two sixty three. Mm, yeah. Hollow. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I really like Cassidy. That casting has been really. Uh, I think all of the casting for the show has been spot on, up to and including like the sheriff of the town, mm-hmm. you know, Archface's dad. 
it's I was wondering how fucked up they were going to make it because the comic's pretty fucked up. But even just in two episodes, dude getting his own arm cut off yep. with his own chainsaw and then the chainsaw almost killing Jesse as it well, crawls like, across the floor. Like that dude that like, like signs a check for the Native American people and just like loads their shit in the dirt and mows their house over immediately. Yeah, that was very Garth Ennis. Everything that they've been doing. I wasn't sure if they could pull it off, but I'm I'm in. Like, it's only two yeah. episodes and I'm in. I, dude, with the first... 30 seconds like they have like the weird 70s style earth spinning and then the yeah. genesis mm-hmm. going down and going into that african preacher and blowing oh it up God, and, so or african person there was, was, was a preacher yeah. yeah what i felt like i said a different word no, in my like brain something I'm racist broken. no <laughs> i think because in my mind i was thinking it's this demon creature and preacher oh, oh. <laughs> So, yeah, something extremely racist. Um, I, I like that change, too. So some of the things, I guess, that might be interesting or maybe not uh, that's different from the comic, the originally Genesis forms with Jesse right away. I like this introduction that it tried to form with other people and they couldn't handle it. Yeah. I think that makes it more interesting that it, uh, it's paired with him. And originally when it pairs with him, he he survives, but the congregation around him explodes because of this blast when Genesis forms with him. So that's new that he's going to be sticking around in town and kind of helping everybody with their problems. We've seen that a little bit, the little boy and then the bus driver and how he yeah. handled that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the guy that just wouldn't leave him alone. He kept yeah. talking about his mom. That was that was fucked. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the teenage girl that looks, it must have been like a horsebacking accident. It's kind of what I Oh, gathered. right, right, right. Because she had that she's brain in injury. Coma. Um. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've changed it up quite a bit, but I'm digging it. I think that's part of why I had a hard time with Walking Dead is they were trying to play too close to the comics, and it just do your own thing, you know. So, where like Walking Dead is like way, way, way past the show, right? Oh yeah, like way, way past the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's another one. I started buying the trades and just didn't keep up with it because you mm-hmm. gave me a few, mm. and then I bought a few after that. I don't even know where the hell they went either. <laughs> I've moved four times and I still don't know where they are. Oh Jesus! Yeah, the stuff with Negan is what they're getting to now, and he's a pretty interesting character. And his casting is perfect. I forget his name. Jeopardy and Morgan. Yeah, yeah this cast that'll keep me interested in the show. But the the comic series has been good. Are you up to date on that? I am. Tom? Yeah. Yep. So Negan uh, was probably the biggest threat for Rick, and he ended up like nearly killing him. And Rick's big thing was we're not gonna we're better than that. We're, we're going to have a society. So I'm going to, we're going to have a jail cell and he'll live his life in there. So of course, you know, two years later, things have changed. Um, and some things happen with those zombies that aren't zombies. They're just people wearing zombie skin suits. Mm-hmm. And Except for beta who just wears a mask. Yeah. Cause what does he call him? He calls them, uh, beta McTwo knives. Yeah. Beta McTwo knives. Negan's commentary is great. So Rick does something. Uh, I don't need to go into all the details, but this, teenage boy gets mad uh, and he's frustrated he wants revenge so he gets Negan out of a cell and helps him break out so that they can get the whispers and seek revenge on uh, Rick and Negan doesn't give two shits about this kid he ends up killing him right away and then he goes to the whispers and that's kind of the new war is going to be between these guys and Rick and their crew well and due to those events right like Rick has been mobilizing an army and they've got propaganda all over all over the different settlements because they've got like the hilltop they've got um alexandria is where rick is right no it's not alexandria what's it called 
Uh, Alexandria is a TV show, but whatever settlement Rick lives in. Yeah. And then there's one other, right? Yeah, there's because there's the Negan's old crew. Negan's old crew. At that refinery or the factory or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, and then there's the one um, the, the, the people are from. I can't remember his name. The the guy that had the tiger and the sword. Oh. And, uh, and it was banging Michonne. Ezekiel? Was that Ezekiel, yeah. So Ezekiel's group has their settlements. So there's like four settlements. And they're trying to form an army. And like you said, the propaganda, they've got Silence the Whispers written on the walls. And Andrea's calling him on it. Uh, and saying, what the fuck, man? Like, you're making everybody scared. It's like, give yeah, the ideas to keep them from being mad at me. I want them mad at the whispers. Right. So it's it's interesting. It's gotten into almost more of a political commentary mm-hmm. with what he's doing. So that's been, I still like The Walking Dead. I've always liked The Walking Dead. Yeah, the Dead. comic's been great. We fell off. Um, I didn't finish the last season of the, the show. The show's okay. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, the comic was always really good. I just, the cost was... Yeah. Oh man! Speaking of costs. buying comics is just too much money. But yeah, let's talk about yeah. how much that costs. How the hell like, is it bigger? Uh, I don't know how many pages. It's a little bigger. It's got cardstock cover. Because I didn't like I I literally pulled it up in my app, saw the price, and was like, mm. we're talking about Civil War two. Civil War two number one. It's five ninety nine. That's too much. I don't know how many pages it is, but it doesn't feel like that. I mean, it's definitely too much money. But I still bought it. Putting cardboard on the front and back of a comic does not make it more expensive. Like 12 cents. Yeah. Yeah. I just... And it, the digital comic being $6, too. Yeah. That was hard for me because I've converted the digital. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to go buy this thing. And I, I just, it, it was in my cart. But, like, by pulling it out of my cart... I don't... Crosstalk. By pulling yeah. it out of my cart, um, it dropped... It, it literally cut my comic purchase price almost in half. And I was buying like four books, you know? Well, I think t- with Marvel, you've got, there's two things. One, they don't want to slight retailers. And that's why for a long time, you could buy digital, but it would be six months old. But I don't think, I think it'd be a long time before it costs less to buy digital than the hard right. copy. And, and I don't think it used to have to. I mean, even in video games, no. digital is the same price, but I just don't think it's a $6 value. No, no, no. And that, so what I'm getting at with that, and then also. Disney now owns Marvel, so they don't have to be a profitable. They they're their own entity, the comics, but they don't have to be profitable. So they can do shit like this and say, "You're gonna buy it or you're not. We don't care." Yeah, because we're Marvel, you know. Um, but yeah, we should talk a little bit about this. What questions did you guys have? Because you didn't read it. Yeah. So how does it? So it's Civil War two. Yeah. So it's a new like another Civil War is gonna happen. Is that? Yeah. What's the what's the line? What's What's the the dividing line on this one? All right. So um, it's kind of interesting because I was. I was like, oh, that's a gimmick. And obviously it is. I mean, Civil War, the movie just came out. So Civil War II, yeah. a comic. And I know Rebecca has said a few times that she's always, like, always sides with Miss Marvel, but Miss Marvel is wrong in this. So what it is, um, and I'm behind on a lot of comics, so I don't know some of the history behind it, but the, there's this kid that gets powers, and similar to the X-Men, this time the Inhumans show up and say, you know, you're an Inhuman now. Um, let us take you in and help you. Uh, you're going to be fine. And you fast forward to this event where Miles Morales, Spider-Man's hanging out with Tony and this Galactus-like creature is going to destroy the world. And they keep referring to like, okay, when's the time? When's the time? And um, at some point they find like, all right, now's the time. And all the other superheroes show up and all the sorcerers and Doctor Strange and they show up just in time to destroy this guy. Um, So after they've destroyed him and he's gone to another dimension, uh, Tony throws a party the next day. It is... uh, his tower and while they're hanging out everybody goes to the humans and they say well how did you figure this out how did you know about this and they say well it's funny you ask like this kid that we just picked up uh his power he can see the future 
and we've been helping him hone it, but he could see the future, and that's why uh, we knew this was going to happen. And so Miss Marvel, I believe it's her name, right? There's a Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yeah. Because right. Miss Marvel's Marvel. a little girl. Now, yeah, now Miss Marvel's that girl. That's a good comic. Uh, that's what I've heard is it's great. I haven't picked that one up yet. So Captain Marvel approaches this kid and says, hey, we could use somebody like you uh, with these different disasters and things. If you could see, it's totally minority report. It's like, you can see this stuff coming. We can stop it before it happens. And Tony Stark's like, wait a second. I've been down like this train of stuff. Too much power. We can't do this. There's no way we can know for certain because we stopped this. The future Heath saw wasn't what happened. We stopped it. And she said, well, of course we stopped it because we used his power. Yeah. So that's the conflict. Um, and Spider Man's got a lot of great one liners, uh, making funny Tony Stark, but because that's important to me. <laughs> so the big, the big, so that's not even the catalyst. Um, so you fast forward, I can't remember how many weeks it is. And Tony gets a call and says, Hey, you need to get down here right now. He shows up and Rhodes is dead. He got killed in uh, a conflict with Thanos. And the reason that they know Thanos that was going to be there and he was going to do these things was because of this kid. And so Danvers took, uh, let's see, it was war machine and her whole crew and she Hulk and at the end of the, you don't know for certain, but at the end of the issue, She-Hulk has been in, like going in and out of a coma and she dies as well. You, you kind of assume. Yeah. Uh, so both War Machine and She-Hulk have now died because of Danvers and this thing she's trying to do. So that's the big conflict. Okay. So she's trying to, but it's like the whole time, like paradox is that, can you accurately predict the future if you are acting on a prediction of the future? Like right. how much does that change? Is the future that you're seeing the one that you acted upon, or is the future you're seeing the one that you didn't act upon? Or does the future know you're going to act upon it, and therefore the future is the future? It's, it's fucking... 11, 22, 63. Uh, you're it, not supposed to be here! The abstinent past. <laughs> yeah, I, but, uh, I don't think the past is abstinent. I think the past fucks a lot. Not not abstinent, obstinate. Oh, uh, okay, I get it. I was like, man, the past fucks. That <laughs> this guy, guy fucks. fucks. This guy fucks. <laughs> oh, Silicon Valley. Um... Yeah, I I really dug it as somebody that was going into it thinking this is just kind of a cheap grab for. I figured, yeah. Oh, Civil War Two is coming out the same time the Civil War movie. It was War Machine Thanos? That's how he kills him. Hey, Lucas, oh, wow. what are you doing with that digital code there, son? Uh, actually, it's already been sold. Sorry. You are. A I'll check. I'll check on this one. But no. my other issues have been sold. Now we're breaking up. Whoa, whoa, there, buddy. You just calm down. Just calm down. I love it. It's and it's Brian Michael Bendis, so it's always solid and being someone that's completely out of the loop with marvel because i've been so far behind i was able to jump in just fine yeah, the last i knew is that worlds were colliding and we're getting a new universe because what both spider-mans exist in one universe now so you got miles morales and you've got the peter parker but the peter parker of the 616 so the original universe right. um which has been pretty cool i read uh i read two of the new spider-mans i read where like miles morales shows up and like everybody's got their ass kicked and he beats that demon, mm-hmm. and Peter Parker's like, "What did you do?" Yeah, that's the last one I read too. I need to catch up. Some of the shit in this, like this uh, here, the Tony Stark leaves at the bottom there. I I thought it was fun. Uh, <sighs> nice. It's hard to say it's worth the six bucks, right? Are all the issues going to be six bucks? I'm sure this fuck they will and be at least be five dollars. It's a six issue run, right? Uh, I would imagine at least six. I don't know those details i should have looked those up but i i'm tempted off the first issue to now wait if it's great i'll buy the trade yeah 
that's I need there's so many things I need to catch up on and that's what I do is I'll just occasionally be like man I haven't read anything for a while and like eight saga issue. it's an eight issue miniseries that's, that's fifty dollars that's, that's how long Civil War one was yeah that's fair but yeah. there was so much it, yeah. there was so much going on outside Civil War like I don't, I don't after think... reading it all because I went back and read it all okay and do you, do you feel like it holds up because it felt like it was... oh yeah absolutely holds up but like there's so many side comics and some of them are it's like some of the tie-ins were terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the, what's Multiple Man's comic, X-Force, or no? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember now that you're asking me. That one was bad. Like, those tie-ins were pointless and The Wolverine one was pretty cool. The Wolverine tie-in was great and actually had something to do with the story. Yeah, that was, because he was, everybody was worried about whether or not superheroes should be registered. He's like, well, what about the guy that actually blew up the school? And it was him hunting him down. And at one point, he gets melted down to nothing, like just his skeleton. Yeah. It's fucked up. And then he's the one that finds out that Tony Stark is basically to blame for the entire thing. Yep. And was basically like war profiteering off it all. Yep. And then they never addressed it. Well, he... So, um, some of the interesting stuff that I like that came out of Civil War while we're talking about the first one uh, was the Amazing Spider-Man because I always like Spider-Man. But the... So, Tony Stark goes bankrupt or something along the sorts where he can't afford it. And so, S.H.I.E.L.D. ends up buying all his tech and he works for S.H.I.E.L.D., but then because shield has all his tech and like Nick Fury and all these other people have been have left or disappeared i don't remember how but norman osborn ends up being director of shield right oh that's right and right. that's and then when you get the, the thunderbolts Patriot, and all that stuff yeah that was a pretty fun series and then peter being on the lamb uh, because j jonah jameson was going to sue him and all these criminals now know who he is yeah kingpin takes the shot and kills yeah. aunt may which turns into the reset button for his universe which sucked but up until that point everything with peter was great there's a lot of cool stories going on through that mm-hmm. like yeah the atlantean side thing with wolverine and all that was really interesting mm-hmm. and yeah like you said peter parker's story i'm trying to think of who else's story i really dug during that i liked the the civil war front line with the reporters that was interesting too yeah, yeah. that was always that really ben cool Yurik was ben Yurik, and then there's a girl i can't remember her name yeah that was a pretty interesting one too and that was a, the one of the first big crossovers that I read uh, during the time. Like, I'd gone back, but that's when I was working at the comic shop. And after that was, what was it? There was World War Hulk, Secret Invasion, and all that other good stuff. I was trying on Secret Invasion for a while. It's and pretty it's just, fun, but it's a reset button. It's fine. We'll cut it out. Okay. I was just like, God damn, you're fucking nothing Or loud. I'll do a Patrick and say I'm going to cut it out, and I fucking won't. That motherfucker. I feel like we should give them an intro. I still need to send that guy that thing. Through being cool. Joe Mang, you like cool being through? <laughs> that was, that was I wasn't very good. I was just trying to pull a Nick. Um. <laughs> Try it again. I won't, I won't interrupt this time. I need a better one now. Do it to this rhythm. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> now you've pissed off the dog. I quit. No one will sleep um, in this house for weeks. Thanks, no. Oh, dude, anytime you set something down, and just, she thinks somebody knocked on the door, and she has to bark at everybody. She's such a bastard. Civil uh, War Two, I think, will probably be pretty fun. It's, I mean, I'll find out from you guys, then I'll pick it up. Yeah, no, I, th- I'll keep buying it, uh, and then you guys can ask me about it on each episode. Yeah. And I know, like, John's gonna hang out with us probably next time. Yeah. And he's huge into this, and he's been reading all the ins and outs of both this universe and the DC Rebirth. Uh, well, and I want to ask him about that. Yeah. Because like, they brought in the Watchmen. Uh, have you guys read the Watchmen? Yeah. So, like, Dr. Manhattan is who's orchestrated right. this he, new universe. Because, like, they killed off the new 52. Like, yeah. the new 52 ran for 52 issues, and then it's done. 
Yep. Uh, and now Doctor Manhattan has created a new universe, which Ooh, will it be the new Fifty Three. <laughs> it's a lot funnier if it was just Fifty Three and then Fifty Four. Like and bottles of beer on the wall. Yeah, and they can just cancel like half of it after the first issue comes out. They'll just cancel half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only Batman will be the title that anybody cares about. Yeah. But there'll be six Batman titles. Oh, yeah. God, so many Batmans. I need to catch up on them, Batman. Last I was reading, uh, Gordon think... was Batman. Pat <laughs> buys. I know Pat buys Batman. I don't know. I Batman's know good. more about Snyder. what he's reading than anybody else because he posts it on Instagram every yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> I think Pat is Batman. <laughs> Pretty sure. Hmm. Motherfucker. Um, you just added him too. You're a bad person, Tom. I know. I just, there's so many books I'm Get just him. so far behind on. Like I haven't bought a Saga trade in like two years. I want to jump That's back. A good series. Like the last of Saga I read, they were like in the tree rocket ship with the baby Me flying too. around, and then I just kind of stopped reading. And it it's not for any reason other than just I just didn't read it anymore. Because it it's yeah. an awesome comic. I got a little bit past that. Um, because they they do another jump like two years where they're in hiding, kind of a thing, but not in like they're in public she's got a job and all these different things but that series is what i had read is still great image has had a lot of good series i keep hearing good things about this the fix i need to read it and try it out i need yeah i want to do that and i used to keep up on invincible i kept up on invincible till like issue 100 yeah the invincible is always solid yeah and then is idw or an image doing image is doing black science i don't know i'm not familiar well, that's that the one. one that has the super awesome art right yeah and scalera mateo's art and rick remender's writing it it's really i'm it's i think they're on issue 20 or 21 now and it's amazing what was that one you just read the first issue of? oh uh, tokyo ghost yeah i've read the first couple of that that's a bizarre but it's, it's like fifth element but yeah mixed with blade runner and sounds really, awesome. really dark yeah it's like really super dark like i think this is beyond it's cool. spoiler limitations but like the first issue is her like sorting out trying to catch this like essentially hacker right because she's a mercenary if i remember right yeah she's like a cop she's it's kind of, they, the cops seem to me very similar to the way they are in dread like she's like the judge oh. type character and they finally catch this hacker and kill him and take him out because this guy basically is just like committing genocide because he's so plugged into technology he doesn't view people as people anymore and that's the kind of thing is like a hybrid, like humans have gone nuts. The whole idea of like biomodding is a thing now. Right, right. But her husband, I guess, or lover. Significant other, whatever. Yeah, her SO is this guy that is just addicted to tech. And she lets it happen because she can manipulate it to fight this guy. And he's like bulked. He's like, yeah. he's like sweaty Charles. He's like, yeah. Oh, okay. He's a huge bulked He's like dude. cybernetic sweaty Charles, yeah. And so, <laughs> but the last like two pages of issue one where she like tries to bring him back by like... Yeah, I mean, fucking him in the street, basically. She tries to have sex with him after they like find the finish this job, but he can't like. He doesn't at all care because of all the tech plugged yeah, gotcha. in. Yeah, and then yeah, it was, I really liked it, but it's definitely well, the art, dark. Art's super cool. It's yep. Sean Murphy, you said right? Yeah, who I mean, I loved Punk Rock Jesus. So and he's done some cool stuff for like Punisher and any his. You get on and check out his commissions online. He does some really yeah. cool art. Did you guys read Punisher number two? I haven't read any Punisher. Oh, Is that worth reading? Fuck yeah. Yeah, like Becky Cloonan is. Oh yeah, she's writing it. She's just going right for the balls. It's so great. I love her art. Like, I'm interested to see what her story would be like. They're making so far. They're making the villains in this so fucked up. There's no way you can't agree with Frank Castle, which is <laughs> awesome. Like they're it's dark. The last page of issue two, you're just like Jesus Christ. Like I think that's that was kind of her like her planting her flag. Like this is how fucked up we're gonna be. Boom, flagging ground. I gotta go pick those up. Yeah, I, I gotta oh, catch up on my comics. I got my Castlevania print from her. 
Really? That Castlevania yeah. print is sick. I didn't see it. Did you show me after? Uh, yeah, it's great. It's um, I got the variant, which is all black and white, but then Dracula's face and Belmont and the skulls are all blood red. Really? Yeah, I'm super stoked. I went and bought a frame for it yesterday. I'm going to hang it today. I hadn't read Conan, and when she was doing the run on Conan, I was all about it. Oh. I was going to set my phone down. I realized you oh. moved it last time you I set it You can set it there. there. I think it might have been Lucas's phone because his uh, was It was actually too, on the yeah. cable. <laughs> but... Yeah, I think All those Becky. Dick pictures I get. I'm, yeah, I'm real happy that the Punisher introduced me to Becky Cloonan because she's pretty great. I'm very interested to see what her writing's like. Did she do demo? Did she do that? Brian Woods. It doesn't I don't matter. know. Doesn't matter. You don't matter. Reading her Just writing the Punisher. Few minutes. You won't even be matter. Whoa there, Men in Black quote. Men in Black quote. Taking it way back. Saying I was quoting Calm Bill down. Murray. Calm Meatballs. Down, further back. <laughs> NPR yeah. quoted that, and I was stoked. Quote me, but like, why? Why not? I know you're old. Because I would listen to NPR and I'm talking about a Bill Murray movie from 1980, God knows what. Mm-hmm. And you're excited that NPR quoted said movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's probably the most exciting NPR's been in years. <laughs> you hate NPR. I listen to it every day. I thought you didn't like it. No, I hate their tech stuff. Their tech stuff is bullshit, but I listen. Well, yeah. I listen to their, like, in the middle politics show in the morning and I listen to. Like on Saturdays, I'm driving around and I listen to the BBC and there's like that money show on the way home at like five that talks about like stocks and shit. I listen to that. So you want to know how I know you're white? I mean, there's a myriad of reasons. <laughs> All these reasons. I can't get a tan. It's a big one. You have a Krang tattoo. I have a Krang tattoo. I think Froger is acceptable. Oh yeah. I want to see your tattoo after this. I made it talk to people last night and it was pretty fun. I don't know if I want to see your tattoo now. It's <laughs> kind of creepy. All right. I think we're I think we're done here. Yeah. Uh, ask me more questions uh, about because I think well I've read the second one before the next episode too. Okay. Yeah. Next episode we'll just talk about this little war again. Sounds good yeah. to me. Bam. Thank you for listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. If you'd like to contact us, you can email us at contact at bigshinyrobot.com or tweet at us on Twitter at bigshinyrobot. Hashtag Big Shiny Podcast. We'd love to hear from our listeners. The Big Shiny Podcast is brought to you in part by our sponsors, The Bohemian Brewery, SuperheroStuff.com, and SecretCompassOnline.com. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to also check out our friends over at the Through Being Cool Podcast, Copy Alt Delete Podcast, Hello Sweetie Podcast, Full of Sith Podcast, and my podcast, Two Shots. 